Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. I know we took a month off, but it's been because I've been traveling and I've been waiting a month to get this crew on the show. So first, let me do some introductions. First, we have Sarah Plaga from Italy and Kim Miklebust from Norway. They are founders of an Italian green tech startup called Levante. This Italian startup is producing the first modular origami-styled solar panel. I know you've seen a bunch of solar panels out there, but when you hear their story and how they both quit their corporate jobs and began living on a boat in an RV with their two daughters, creating this amazing origami solar panel, you guys are going to see why they did that. So Sarah, Kim, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Thanks. So I'm really excited to have you guys on the show. I know the campaign is just about to end. You guys have been so stressed out for months, but you've raised over $110,000. You've got dozens and dozens of backers from all over the world. So first and foremost, let's give our audience the elevator pitch for the product and what problem you've been trying to solve. Yeah. So the problem we're trying to solve is the need of having clean energy anywhere you are, wherever you want. And uh, what we are trying to solve this problem with is uh, an origami-inspired solar panel, which is modular, portable. You can take it wherever you want, and you can have energy and power all your adventure. Amazing. So let's talk about some of your backgrounds. Uh, Maybe, Kim, you can jump in on your background, talk about what you were doing, and then how that kind of led you to the path uh, that you guys are on now. I... When I was a little kid, I really wanted to go to Italy and design cars. That was just like my childhood dream. Uh, my mom said good luck, and I took that like as good luck. So I went and did it. I met uh, Sara. We went on a little trip together, and then we moved back to Italy. And she helped me making it happen. I worked for uh, six years in Formula One, LMP1, so prototype cars. And... Um, after some period there, um, it was a great experience. I learned a lot, but we always had that feel that we needed to do something of, of, of ours. We, we sort of always discussed it, had like a list with a million ideas uh, that we shared in between ourselves. Like, yeah, we need to do something together. We, we, we knew that we liked working together. So it came to the point where we felt that we had learned enough to like take that step and be our sort of to say our own bosses like be in charge of what we could be able to do in in the world and also do something that is a little bit more in the way of like doing good to the world doing good for the kids we have like future generations because although i really like motorsports uh is not what is going to solve the problems we're encountering so 
Yeah. Amazing. Sarah, what about yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what led you to here. Well, I've, since I was a kid, I've always been on sailboats, RV. I basically grew up in the RV. Uh, with my mom, would put myself and my sister in the in the stroller there and go around in the supermarkets and use it as a car. So I had I I've always brought this passion, and I came also from a family where my father was a pilot, so we've always been traveling a lot. And I when I, I started the marketing business, and uh, when I met Kim, I realized. Uh, uh, it was really a time to to do a change, to to do something more meaningful, and especially when um, my our daughter came, our daughter COVID and coronavirus came. Uh, I, the idea of going back to work uh, uh, with a, for like a standard corporate job, uh, having someone else deciding the time I could see my daughter uh, was not an option for me. So I thought, why don't we bring together our, our passions, my passion for traveling, uh, our passion for traveling, and put it in an environment where we actually, we, we being on a sailboat and on RV uh, all the time, we understood there was a need. And that's where we took our idea and we decided to, to, put, uh, to put it and create Levante. So that's, uh, that's a little bit my background. So let's talk a little bit about that, that aha moment in terms of a, a product that fit both of your lifestyles. What, how did that come about? Because I'm sure, you know, again, Kim, you mentioned that you have a thousand ideas. Like, how did you go through that process? Because a lot of the entrepreneurs and startups and entrepreneurs that watch the show and listen need that, you know, that, that boost or that, that nugget. Like, what was it for you that finally landed you both passionately around this idea? It came to us after we actually installed a solar system on a boat and it wasn't enough. Like we thought it was going to power the whole boat, like make the boat basically fly. It was like, oh, this is enough for sure. And then we woke up in the middle of night and the battery alarm was off again. It was like, okay, how to make more power? You need to sort of pack it in a compact format so you can extend it or deploy it when you, when you really need power, like to power it up in in, in uh, outside of the surface of the boat, like in, in a real proper way. And um, that was when we sat down, like, okay, how are they doing this in other parts of the world? Or are there anyone doing this? And we saw that satellites, they use that technology because they do the same as any traveler. They travel and then they stop and then they need power. And then they can, they, they, they continue to travel again and they pack up and, yeah, uh, and so on and so forth. So we thought, why don't take that concept, take it to, to Earth and, and do the same thing? Like use the technology that's always been like tried and tested in space and, and put it to the test in, in a traveling environment. And it's, it was all about the scratch your own itch. Like we needed more power. So we thought, okay, we, we make a product that we make will make power in the best way for our own needs. If we need it, other people will need it as well. So that was what made us take that step. Then as entrepreneurs, you validate, you test, you ask people, you talk with people. That's sort of what you need to do because what's in your head is, is maybe two or 3% of the truth. And then you sort of need to discuss with everyone else what is actually uh, a good thing to propose in the market. But to take that first step, that was like what kicked it. And yeah, we played around with paper. 
uh, I, I still remember like I, I, I read this I, I wor- when I worked in, 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 in this corporate job and I worked in that office, sitting designing cars, did what I actually wanted to do in life, read this part of paper, folded it up. It's like, I need to find this modular shape. So because economic of scale is so important, if not, it would be impossible to make. Right. So uh, and we managed to find this, this, uh, this sort of fold that, that, that works quite well also in a, in a normal like setting. I showed it to Sara and she was like, that's pretty cool. And, let's uh, do this. Uh, let's try it. Because that, that, that was like, we really wanted to go on and do our own thing. And that was like, that kicked it off. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I know you talked about that story on the campaign page and the Kickstarter project and the video about the origami aspect of it, which I think is brilliant just from a compact nature, as well as what's being used above us in space, right? Like in terms of how those things are working. So. I'd love to know more. You talked about kind of the the testing side of it, because I think that's a really important factor that not all the entrepreneurs are doing. If they are doing it, they're not doing enough of it. Right. So let's talk a little bit about maybe some of what your initial testing looked like, because likely you're talking to other RVers or other boaters, right, that are in your community and getting feedback directly from the people that are buying it, not necessarily the people that are your friends and family and closest confidants that probably will never use the product. So talk a little bit to the audience about that process that you went through to refine it and kind of make sure that you guys were on the right path. Yeah, I think by asking friends and family, they will never wanting to hurt you. So they're probably going to tell what they know that you want to hear. Or they want to tell things that that maybe makes you not starting the business because they sort of would be fine with you working in a corporate job. Uh, we started to talk with... We Actually, we started... Not talking to anyone. That was like the first step. We talked in between each other. We're like, this is a brilliant idea. We should like not tell anyone. And 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 then we started working on it. And then actually we went into this incubator that helped us a lot to understand what it meant to start a business. It was like a small course online, actually. And we started to talk with a lot of entrepreneurs. And and then we understood quite quickly that two under two to launch a product, to understand if your business idea, uh, what you have in mind is a good idea, then you should talk with people. So we started validating. We put it out there. We put some ads that if I look at them now, it's like, yeah, uh, they were ads that were homemade for sure. Uh, just to understand how to, to, to do some validation, we put up a landing page and got some real like data. It was a small amount. We didn't spend that much money, but... It was just to get some some info about it, and then we like listed down a lot of interviews. Uh, luckily, we are in the field that we wanted to launch the product, uh, so we got a lot of friends of friends that didn't re- that, that we didn't have like close relationships with. So they said the honest tr- truth, not presenting the product, but just talking about the problem to understand if there was a problem, and then maybe talking about the product or the idea in the end. So we didn't like ruin the whole interview. And we got some like confirmation that there was something in the idea, but it took some, it took quite a lot of time. I have to say we worked like from the not talking phase to, to the, we are telling everyone so we can get some info on this. Uh, it took at least six months. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I can, I can really, that kind of, I don't want to tell anyone about it. I think any want to be entrepreneur or, 
entrepreneur in general, I think even if we should start a new company doing another thing, I would probably have a little bit of that sort of pride feeling still yep. because you get, need to get over that. And then it's like, okay, now I can talk with anyone about it. And you know that you need to go through that second phase of validation before actually uh, developing anything. If not, it's, it's a waste of your time and, and, and anyone's time. And, an idea is just an idea. It's the execution that is the most important thing. So yeah. that's where you really need to put your effort. Absolutely, Sarah. Yeah, I think, and Kim, you brought up a great point, and I love this in terms of doing, let's say, focus groups or just getting feedback from people and not even mentioning the problem, right? Or all you do is talk about the problem, but you don't talk about your solution, right? Because that people just start to get skewed, right? And then they're just like, oh, yeah, I totally want to help you out. That's a great idea. You should do that. Getting deeper insights, and there's a great book that I recommend to all the entrepreneurs that are out there called The Mom Test, and it's all about asking better questions. I don't know if you guys read it or looked at it, but it's absolutely phenomenal in terms of asking much better questions, in terms of really diving into what is their pain point, how is it that you can solve it, and then how can you relay those benefits back to that consumer or a new consumer after the fact. So I love the fact that you were doing that, not even showing them what, what's in stealth mode, right? What's silent and nobody knows about. You're just validating that other people have this problem as well, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's great. It takes some time to get there, but it's like, it's, it's, it's really, it's a step as, as, an, as a pre-entrepreneur to, to get there. And it's also a model that we're bringing together in everything we're doing. When, since we started, we changed so much the path of Levante and the product. And every time we're doing that, we are validating it. And every time we have an idea, maybe we should do that. We should validate it first. So I think it's valid in all the phases of, of, of a startup because you're in, what is in your mind, maybe is not what the market needs. Absolutely. So speaking of validation, not to cut you off, Kim, how did you guys get into or find that crowdfunding was going to be the right way to validate with people's credit cards, for instance, and allow them to pre-purchase the idea as it's being executed and brought out of stealth mode? So it's, it took us some time to arrive to that point because at the beginning, for us, it was it was more, a, how do you say, like a, it was more uh, scary to sell the product rather than developing it. Quitting the job with two kids, it wasn't scary uh, because we were doing it together. Starting a company, it wasn't scary, but when you have to put the product in the market, that was scary. And it took us some time at the beginning, we started with, um, uh, we were working with the two influencers with our, which are uh, our company partners as well. Uh, it's a YouTube channel, Selinguma. We developed together with them the product. So they really helped us to, test the product and also promote it in their channel, showing the process of developing. So we got our first sales there and we started talking with the, with the um, sailors and, and consumers. But then, you know, it was in our website and we weren't really pushing sales, but we arrived to one point that we realized uh, going in this direction, just selling the product like that in e-commerce, unknown brand, huge marketing efforts, Limited budget was not the uh, right way to do, especially also for the production to set up because you cannot just click purchase and you get the solar panel in two days at your home. At your home. So we understood that Kickstarter or like crowdfunding campaigns are the best platform for us because uh, you get a, a, an audience that uh, is uh, understanding the stage you are at and they are 
willing to help you to develop a product. They're willing to create a community. That's what we want to create, a community that can help us to develop, innovate together. And they're also uh, more accepting delays or, you know, product uh, developments, uh, adjustment that can happen during uh, the, this amazing journey. So when we realized that was the right way, from one day to the other, it took us a little bit long to take the decision, but then we decided, okay, let's go. And in one month, we just started the campaign because yeah. that was the best solution. Amazing. So in speaking with community, I mean, you both come from different cultural backgrounds, right? How have these cultural differences influenced your approach to entrepreneurship and business? I think cultural differences in general, it's mostly a benefit uh, because if you, you grow up in two different ways, in two different like societies, two different ways of doing things. And if you're good at understanding the fact that you are different compared to, in this case, my wife, it's, um, it, it helps you out to like find the best middle ground to go forward. So for us, to, it's, it's, um, we have two different way of, uh, ways of working for sure. But we try to like combine that to work in the best way possible. So I think in general, it's a really good thing for us. It may, since we come from two different cultures, it's only two cultures of, let's say, I don't know, 500 in the world. So we are happy to discover what the other 498 are all about, you know. Uh, so it, it keeps your mind open. Yeah, I think. open. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, I know Italy is renowned for its design and craftsmanship. How have those aspects influenced your business or the product development process? I think it's really important because that's something we want to bring in Levante as well in the, in the origami panel. We just we don't want to build a functional product, but also something with an aesthetic. There's a beauty behind it. Uh, uh, there's the Dolce Vita, you know, the... the, the it's, it's a whole experience we want to sell and also a new brand with strong values uh, that is part of our heritage. Uh, but also mm, what we want to do, we want to uh, incorporate that design that is typical from the Italian uh, motorsport industry and, uh, and, and design in general in, into the panel. And I also think that uh, for us, it's really important how the product is made. We... We had the option to create a company in, in Norway, which was probably, we would have probably, would have been easier to get fundings from the Norwegian government. Uh, but we really wanted to stay here, trust this country because it's our home country and really try to develop a product that works, working with local suppliers that have these amazing hand skills and uh, design skills and really make it scalable uh, to a worldwide level. So that's a little bit the, our idea to, for the product. Amazing. So throughout this, you know, building of the company and getting everything together, what might be some underutilized strategies or tools in your respective markets that you guys believe entrepreneurs should be leveraging more? That's a brilliant question. Uh, that's a really hard question as well. Yeah. I think... I think what is, it, it's maybe a cliche or it's, it's like a, a given saying this, especially at this stage that we are now, like we are still early on. So it's like, of, of course, it's, uh, let's talk again in a couple of years and see if I say we'll say the same thing. But I think getting out of the door, being, having the courage to actually try selling 
before you're actually ready to sell. It's something that everyone knows that they should do, but they're still not doing it. And we were not, still not doing it. So I think that's like, have the courage to actually go out there and, and, and sell because the most important thing is, is to sell. Even if you're not ready, you will never feel ready anyway. So uh, that's sort of the, the, the unutilized thing. And it's so the basics of having a company is making something or selling something and then making it or making something and then selling it. That's sort of the basis of the company. But still you sit there and like, am I ready to sell it now? Should I? Or I don't know, maybe I should wait a month. So uh, I think just getting out there and have the courage to do it and then like put a dead, uh, timeline on everything yeah. because a lot of people have said this, but I think it was Elon Musk saying this. Uh, like if you give yourself 30 days to clean the house, it would take 30 days. If you, if you give yourself three hours, it would take three hours. So just put a deadline, like put a deadline on it. And then, uh, then you are, then you're there. I think in this, our daughters helped us because <laughs> having two kids and being traveling, so having them not in the at school most of the time help you really to focus on your priorities. Our mindset is always, what is the most important thing I should do before they wake up, if they will wake up in five minutes. So I, I'm happy we didn't have much time to work on that because so we could just do the priority and work on that. And also being consistent. I think that's uh, one strategy. No matter how you adjust, how you change the path of your, of your, of your product, it will change, but just keep on and little by little you will see results. We always say there's a, there's a phrase that if you can't change the direction of your win, adjust your sales. And we yep. always say adjust the sales. That's our That's mindset. Yeah. Adjusting the sales and you find the direction, listening to people. So unutilized strategy, have two kids yeah. and then start a startup. That's, that's a good one. Nope. Because then you don't have time to do anything you shouldn't do. And maybe another cliche, there's never the right time to do that. Yeah. Like, uh, you, it's not when you're married, it's not when, when you have kids. It's just, there's never the right time. Just do it and try it. And yeah, you can do it with two kids. Uh, things will sort out in any way. Absolutely. I love these nuggets. So these are great. We're going to chop all these up and share them with this amazing community that we have. This has been awesome. This is going to get us into our launch round. So we're going to set sail. We're going to kick off, set the sails, get going. Kim, you drew the short straw on this one. So are you ready to go? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. So first question, what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? The freedom to, to organize your own life in your own time, together with the people that you really care about. Nice. If you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you want to set sail with? Throughout history, a person that has inspired me a lot uh, is uh, Tim Ferriss. Okay. Uh, and um, yeah, I would like to, uh, uh, to have a good chat with him about nice. the four hour work week. All right. What would be your first question for him? What was the mistake that you have done that took the longest time to understand that was a mistake and it went on too long to actually understand that it was a mistake. Nice. That's a great one. What, uh, any books you would recommend to our listeners? Sapiens yep. of, uh, well, uh, Noah Harari. Yep. That, uh, left me with, uh, it's, it's, it's not too hard to read. Uh, I really like reading it and it's, uh, 
some concepts are just like it, it leaves you with the, your mouth open. So yep. yeah, jaw Amazing. What uh, piece of advice would you give to a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their innovation? We have talked about this. Talk with anyone about it. Yeah. Nobody has time to steal your idea uh, because they're focusing on their own life. So just talk with people about it. And don't talk with like your best friend. No, talk with them as well, but talk with everyone about it. And uh, talk with people that are where you want to be in the future. So if you manage to talk with a high, if you want to like to, to CEO, inventor or something like that, they have all the experience that you need. Absolutely. So I know this is important to you as well as your company. So I wanted to know what does helping the planet mean to you? Getting a real understanding of the impact of the things you are doing and the products you are making. I think in today's world, greenwashing is a big word. We, we get a lot of information from a lot of different sources that are not necessarily reliable. And I think a lot of people really want to do the best they can, but they get a lot of false information. Uh, I think the essence of taking care and, and caring about the world is thinking that if everyone did the same as you did, uh, what would be the consequence? If everyone bought the same product as you did, what would be the consequence? Or if any company made, let's say in our case, solar panels in the same way that you did, what would be the consequence? So always ask that question. And you should ask it not once, not four times. You should do as a kid. They just go on asking. So, uh, yeah. Amazing. All right. Last question. And I know your first Kickstarter campaign is about to end. But I want to hear your take on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it has a great future. Like we, I think getting together, bringing good ideas forward is something that is in a lot of interest for a lot of people. So I, I think it has a great future. I think it's going to develop into more different way of helping, not only with your credit card, but with like, with also more I don't know, maybe maybe even giving a hand actually on developing the product with tips, suppliers, yeah, partners that I can suggest and stuff like that. Not only the money part. The money part is really important. I can promise you that. But I think it's going to be like evolve into this kind of huge community that wants to develop something together that starts from one spark, which is one entrepreneur or inventor that goes out there and said, you know what, I think I can do this. Absolutely. Well, this has been amazing. Sarah, this is your chance to give our audience your final pitch. Tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check out Levante. Yeah, so Levante uh, is uh, our origami modular solar panel is available in our website where you can check all the updates, all the future steps, and really support our journey. And the website is www.levante.eco, like ecological. And you can just check there all our updates or follow us on Instagram, Levante Solar. Thank you. Thank you. Audience, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign. That'll probably be over, but at least we'll link back to the website where you can check it out and still pre-purchase the product. So definitely check that out. And got to give a big shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Type, the top newsletter for new products that just launched. Sarah, Kim, thank you so much for joining me today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you. Thanks,
Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at artofthekickstart.com. I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.